As we return to Sundays of Ordinary Time, we pick up with St Matthew's Gospel, where we left off way back in February. Today our Lord speaks of our loyalty to him. To be loyal to him, we must not only keep the faith and live by it, but we must also profess it by our words, bear witness to it by our actions, and spread it to others. Now, of course, this will require us to profess Christ before others, and this will inevitably lead us to share in Christ's cross and the persecution that he experienced and that his church always experiences. Doing this, though, is not just our own efforts. Divine grace assists the efforts of our will. This is why in the sacrament of confirmation, the Holy Spirit gives us, among his seven gifts, the gift of fortitude and the gift of fear of the Lord. Our Lord says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Fear him rather who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Human agents of persecution are not to be feared. Their power is limited. Yes, they can impose suffering on the mind and the body, even death, but they have no power over the soul. The one we must fear firstly is Satan, because he can deceive and lie and tempt our souls into sin. And so he must be resisted and feared as our worst enemy. But more should we fear God. He alone administers perfect justice and can send those who are faithless and reject him to eternal punishment. A holy fear of God, which is the gift of the Holy Spirit, is necessary to avoid sin and its consequences. This fear brings about love of God, and as our love for God grows, so does our desire to sin lessen. Fortitude makes us steadfast in the faith, constant in struggle, and faithful in perseverance. Fortitude means we have the courage to do what is right. In difficult times of living the faith, in hard times of bearing witness to Christ, in challenges that require us to speak up for the Church, we must pray to the Holy Spirit and ask that he stir up and increase in us the gift of fortitude. Our culture and prevailing opinion often demand that we deny or at least keep silent about some aspect of truth. Even truth is redefined to be the way of thinking that has the most power and influence. It is important that we discern when we should be silent and when we must speak, when we remain in the background and when we act. We are again entering a time in which enemies of God and of humanity are demanding complete agreement with their twisted notions. 
Their catchy phrases like silence is violence and cancel anyone who disagrees is a way either to force people's agreement through fear of the dire consequences that they can inflict or to expose and punish those who disagree with them. The feast day of the English martyrs St John Fisher and St Thomas More is coming up tomorrow. They gave the supreme witness of death rather than deny the truths of the Catholic faith, particularly the indissolubility of marriage and the divine institution of the Church. St Thomas More was Chancellor, or in our modern terms Prime Minister, of England under King Henry VIII, and St John Fisher was Bishop of Rochester. When King Henry wanted to rebel against the Pope and begin a new church of England so that he could have his marriage annulled, St John Fisher was the only bishop in England who told the King that he was in error and St Thomas More resigned as Chancellor rather than do the King's will. Within a year Henry had both of them executed because they chose God's way over that of the King. How could they risk losing their money and possessions, their family, because St Thomas More was married and had children, and their reputation, as well as their life, for Christ? Well, first, because Christ did the exact same thing for them. Remember his words before Pilate, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth but also because the Holy Spirit gave them the fullness of fortitude to renounce everything for the sake of Christ. As well, they were given the grace of martyrdom, which is a powerful supernatural force that enables the martyr to face awful suffering and a gruesome death, rather than to live longer in a world that has rejected Christ. This is the same story for all the martyrs who in waves come across all the centuries, unmoved by the puny threats of rulers and forces overtaking a society. On the scaffold before his death, Sir Thomas More's last words were, I die the king's good servant, but God's first. As a bishop of the church, St John Fisher said, I am come here to die for the faith of Christ's Catholic Church. And I thank God that hitherto I have not feared death. But I ask that you assist me with your prayers, that in the very moment of death I faint not in any point of the Catholic faith for fear. And I pray that God save the King and the realm and hold his holy hand over it and send the King good counsel. Their story and those of all the martyrs form the archives of truth written in letters of blood. Rightly we praise them because they clung firmly to the truth and to justice against the assaults of persecution. Just a cursory glance over the annals of the martyrs would indicate 
that martyrdom is not reserved for the clergy or religious. Rather, I think there would be more lay people among the martyrs. This underlines that lay people also have a mission given by Christ in baptism and confirmation to proclaim Christ and witness to him. The last words of our Lord in the Gospel reading make this not an option, but even a necessary part of salvation. The one who disowns me in the presence of men, I will disown in the presence of my Father in heaven. This teaches us that in what measure we have borne witness to him upon earth, to the same degree shall we have him to bear witness to us in heaven before the face of God the Father. There are places and circumstances where priests and bishops cannot go that you do as lay people. It might be at a social occasion, like a barbecue or dinner party. It could be in the lunchroom at work. If you are younger, it could be in the playground at school or in the cafeteria at university. Don't let the truth of our faith be belittled. Be prepared to express your disagreement with prevailing unchristian or anti-Catholic sentiment. The Holy Spirit will inspire you with what to do and say if you ask for his guidance. Let the Holy Spirit be in charge. Pray often. Come, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will dispel fear and give us the fortitude we need to declare ourselves for Christ.